Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Total Celebrity Show. I'm the host of the show, Neil Hanley. You can go to my website, Tolter.net, for more information. Twitter, Tolter. Neil S. Haley, Facebook. LinkedIn, Neil Haley. Instagram, Tolter. Pinterest, Neil Haley. And also Google Plus and Periscope, at Total Tutor. And I'm honored to have on the show celebrity uh, songwriter, author, jack-of-all-trades. We all remember him from Growing Pains as Jason Sieber. Alan Sick. Alan, thanks for calling it. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. So uh, how is the weather where you're calling from right now? It's gorgeous everywhere, it seems like. We we finally are not getting any rain anymore in Pittsburgh. That's a good That's good news for sure. Uh, the usual California weather, and uh, we never have any uh, mudslides or uh, drive-by shootings. And for your, for your, your unbelievable career, you got to be amazed at where you've gone from the beginning to now and uh, all the different things you've accomplished in your career. Uh, it's been a wonderful ride. Uh, I've enjoyed the variety of my life. Uh, there's always a, 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 seems to be a variety going on at any given moment. We're uh, ready for the uh, launch of our season three of Unusually Thick, our re- uh, sitcom reality show in September, uh, doing a, a, a my annual Christmas movie for Hallmark, uh, filming that next month, and uh, uh, I'm pretty excited to be representing uh, an organization called Procon.org. I hope your listeners will look that up. It's a charity, nonprofit research informational website for students or teachers or anybody who just wants to be really smart. And uh, we're introducing a lot of new elements as we approach this election year. Because uh, it's a wonderful source for pro and con information about your candidates and the issues. Well, that's that's a great education piece for sure. Because when you think about it, everyone gets one side of the story, not both sides. Not with pro con. Proud to say that get everything you ever wanted to know about any issue. And they take both sides of the story. I try to do that in my education shows with uh, teachers and, and taking both sides for sure, absolutely. And uh, and you were talking about uh, your, your reality show. And so did you ever think you would do a reality show, especially your career and all the different things you've done to do a reality show? Well, I wouldn't do a pure, I, I wouldn't do a pure reality show. Uh, my life isn't that uh, dramatic and fascinating and also... I think, the, you know, reality shows, as we've come to know them, uh, are being done very effectively by a lot of other people, so we would just be repeating what's out there. So we uh, didn't do a reality show. We did kind of a sitcom reality where we're dealing with real, our real family. There's a lot of family drama, family issues. But we're uh, finding a funny way, and we're looking for the humor in, uh, in everybody's family drama. And, uh, so we're having a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely, and it sounds like when you're talking about uh, the, the reality show and the way, just trying to show the real of your family, what it's about, uh, how down-to-earth you are as a person, and it kind of even goes back to the days from Growing Pains, when people remind you, remember you as Jason Seeker in a way, saying, okay, I have a family, I'm not this person that is, is I'm transparent and things like that. And that's what people get to see on the show, don't they? Yeah, we've uh, had some fun with uh, the notion that this is what uh, Jason Deeper is, is really like at home. So, uh, you know, we, we tweak the format a little bit, and we 
occasionally uh, uh, feed our stories with the odd little extra bit of humor or drama, but uh, it, it's pretty real. Uh, we're just playing it for laughs. <laughs> uh, for sure, for sure. And uh, and when when you talk about uh, what do you think was your greatest highlight of your career in acting, what would you say? Well, I, I've uh, you know, again the variety of my career has been uh, the really what the fun of it has been. I mean, creatively speaking, uh, there were shows that I wrote and produced for uh, Norman Lear and for uh, you know. Richard Pryor and Flip Wilson, people like that uh, on television. So those were my kind of creative highlights, I guess. But I've also had a lot of fun dabbling in music, and uh, uh, I, 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 I like the acting part of my life. Uh, Jason Seaver uh, was very good to me. So uh, I, I would, it would be hard to pinpoint anything. Uh, I, I've, I've enjoyed what I've done, and I'm happy to have those opportunities. Well, one thing I did not know that you composed most um, some of the most uh, hum-worthy TV theme songs with different strokes and facts of life. A lot of people don't know that about you, for sure. I, that was interesting when I read up on that. I never. Yeah, knew. It, that was a, 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 a wonderful part of my past and my present, for that matter. I wrote the theme for um, for our unusually thick show, and I continue to dabble in it. But. Uh, uh, my son has become such a wonderful artist that uh, I don't I don't call myself a songwriter around him. <laughs> exactly, but I mentioned. So, what did you do when you were mentoring him as a child? Did you let him just be creative, or did you kind of show? Did he get to see you at work, and did that help him grow as a as a talented musician? Well, I certainly didn't uh, teach him much, uh, much anything about music, but I, I could expose him to a lot. And uh, so I, I did that. He heard a lot of music and got to go to a lot of concerts with that. And uh, hopefully it has some influence on him. Well, definitely, for sure. And I guess seeing your, you in action at work is always a help as a father when you're trying to model that for your kids to understand what you do every day and what does dad do. And when you're constantly on the go and going different places and doing different things, he sees it and says, okay. And, and, and it helped to have that opportunity. And it's fantastic to see that the father-son team in so many ways was such success, for sure. Alan, uh, when we're talking about ProCon.org and being part of that organization, I think that you are seeing, especially when we're talking about the presidential election, that we really have to get both sides. Because people, again, are going to go and make the wrong decisions if they just take one side by researching both, by going right now, the listeners right now, to ProCon.org. I think it's going to help tremendously for them to look at specific issues like Donald Trump or issues like uh, Hillary Clinton or, or other things and see what both sides say so that they can come to a good decision, not one that's spin for sure. That's, uh, that's true. That's exactly what ProCon is all about. In fact, uh, we find that over 30% of the people who check out the website and uh, access the uh, information, over 30% end up changing their minds from the opinion they held before they uh, checked in with us. So, uh, and there were over 20 million users of the ProCon.org website last year. So uh, it's actually a well-kept secret, uh, mostly uh, among academics, uh, as, as, as students, and as I said, anybody who just wants to be the smartest one in the room. But uh, this year, uh, because it's an election year, 
uh, we're going to glam it up a bit and have some fun and make it very interactive and uh, uh, get people on board, get, get a lot of opinions from the public sector, and uh, we expect to uh, have it be very entertaining this next year as well as informative. It, what it sounds like when you're talking about ProCon, and I think it's so great, is that you'll look at each individual issue as well, and you'll get the public's opinion. For example, education is something that I'm huge about in my conversations all the time on Twitter and everything. And to see the, what the politicians' true stance is on education so that you can make that informed decision on each issue, I think it's great, and I think this is going to be one of the most entertaining presidential elections in a long time to come. As long as Donald Trump stays in, it's going to be uh, a definite uh, interesting uh, uh, thing. And then you have Hillary and you have uh, the other Bush. And it's, it's, it's just really going to be, I think, a huge buzz and perfect ProCon.org to provide that type of uh, platform for people to check things out and not be swayed, but to really figure it out for themselves. Yeah, truly, uh, very For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, any other projects going on right now? You said, that, again, you have the reality show, you have ProCon.org. Anything else that you want to tell our listeners about? No, those are, uh, you know, uh, like I said, the variety of my life is the fun of it. Uh, very excited about the prospect of ProCon.org and uh, looking forward to the launch of Unusually Thick in September. Uh, the Christmas movie will be out promoting that appropriately around Christmas. And um, uh, looking forward to Robin's album, which will be out in just a couple of months. He has a couple of songs on the charts right now. So lots of fun things going on. And are you involved in his music at all, like in, in providing advice for him, meaning like in the ferocious end of things? Because it seems like you're a great uh, promoter in that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, not really. You know, he's so good at it, but uh, I'm, I'm always flattered that he wants to hear my opinion as, as to uh, a particular song or what the sequence on the album should be. And uh, on a couple of albums, I've... Uh, yeah, he's uh, brought me in to write a lyric with him, and I've enjoyed that. So uh, mostly I'm just a fan and uh, trying to support and uh, genuinely love what uh, what he's up to. Well, that sounds fantastic. Best place we can find information on you, Alan, and learn more about you. And also we know everyone should go to ProCon.org, but where else can we can find info on you? Uh, I guess I have a, a, a website that's pretty much up to date, so uh, – Happy to get uh, visitors and uh, have people follow on Twitter, and uh, uh, and we'll engage as much as possible. What do you think of this whole thing now with the Internet and how you can get your message out so quickly? I think it's awesome. Uh, well, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, quite brilliant and uh, makes the world very immediate, and uh, uh, I'm still learning some of it. I don't exactly have the... Uh, uh, Kardashian regularity in terms of contributing to uh, uh, the internet or uh, using social media uh, as Mike, but uh, maybe we'll have some time to do that in the fall. Oh, absolutely. And the last thing I want to say is if you've not tried Periscope yet that was created by Twitter, it's another great thing to get uh, to see the live, the life of Alan Thicke in certain ways for a short snapshot. It's amazing what Periscope's doing to really give that immediate social media. A lot of celebrities are jumping on that. So if you've not tried it yet, Alan, I recommend you try it. Okay, I appreciate the tip.
Hey, you're welcome. Hey, uh, best of luck, and anytime you'd like to come back on the show, please reach out to me. Give me some updates of what's going on with ProCon.org and all the other ventures with your son and everything. So thanks again for calling. Thank right. you. Thank you. You'll, hear, you'll hear from us in the election year. Oh, I will be there, and I, I'm going to definitely set up something for that. Okay, so I'm good, Alan. Yeah. Great. Right, thanks a lot. You know, appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, Alan. Thanks for taking the time. Okay. All right, see you later. All right, bye-bye. All right, that was Alan Fix. That was the Total Celebrity Show. We'll be back very soon with another great episode. Take care, everyone. Thanks, Alan. Take care. At Raising Cane's, we're hyper-focused on being the best at what we do and getting it right every time. Cook-to-order chicken fingers, cane sauce, crinkle-cut fries, coleslaw, Texas toast, iced tea and lemonade. It's our one love. But is the hype real? Yeah, it's real good. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love. Cane's is now open in North for Sales at Lincoln and Warren. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms. We're back to the Total Education Celebrity Show, powered by the Beach Lifestyle Celebrity Segment. Remember, go to SimplyG.com and WeAreTheChallenge.com for more information or TotalTutor.net. And I'm just, I'm just so honored to have on the program and uh, celebrity, actor, much, much more exhibit. Exhibit, thanks for calling, man. You know, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I'm I'm very excited. And for our li- listening audience that doesn't know who you are, because, I mean, everyone knows who Exhibit is, but specifically, you never know. <laughs> you want to get a new generation of listeners uh, to your music and things like that. Tell us a little bit about your background. Well, uh, you know, I, I've been a recording artist since 1996. Um, I released my first single, Paparazzi, and uh, and it took me around the world. And, you know, from there, I started working with Dr. Dre and Eminem and Snoop Dogg and the rest of the family here in the West. And uh, and, and, and it's been an, an illustrious career. I started, you know, uh, doing television and, and cable TV. I started a show called Pit My Ride that, you know, broke all boundaries, and then it led to a you know, a movie career, and you know, and 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 it's been a, a roller coaster of a ride. But you know, I've been able to spend you know decades and and, and continue to have a presence in, in entertainment. So that's basically where I came from. Well, absolutely, and uh, a tremendous story. And uh, what you did in your whole career is fantastic. But. Then you did something that a lot of people don't do, and try to become an entrepreneur. Because, you know, you're making all this money. You're, you're, you're the brand. You're the brand already. Why go through this? Have other people work for you, you know, and meaning like in a way where uh, I'm just going to collect money and save my money. But you decided to become an entrepreneur. And those are the most creative people in the world who create the brands, create everything. And through your creation of your brand, you said, you know what? I want to be an entrepreneur. So what made you want to become an entrepreneur? I mean, I think, you know, no no one in my family is, has been considered a millionaire. I'm the first one that ever made a million dollars in my family, you know, and, and, and being, you know, 
forward thinking and wanted to have, you know, to educate myself because I didn't go to college. I didn't have that background. So I wanted to be able to, A, you know, support myself, you know, legally <laughs> first. And, and, and then I wanted to take advantage of, you know, being, you know, a young man and having a lot of opportunities happen in order to organize that and make sure that I'm reaping, you know, the most benefit from those choices. Well, absolutely. And I think that uh, basically that's what happened. So what made you decide about this tequila brand? What made you want to to do this as uh, as, uh, one of your entrepreneurial ventures? Well, as bad as this sounds, I like to drink a lot. And and when I tasted Bonita for the first time, uh, it was basically, you know, hands down the best tequila I've ever tasted. So, you know... I look for opportunities that are on the ground level that are starting from the bottom, and and I like to be able to have an influence in the direction where that brand goes. Um, I don't endorse and get behind a lot of things. So, you know, when this opportunity came, it fit right into the luxury-style branding that I'm accustomed to, and it it was a perfect fit. So, you know, when I got with Chris and Annette, and uh, and put the, our minds together. We came up with the idea of not only you know endorsing it, but being a partner. And and that's what's attractive to me at this stage of my career is having ownership and having things that you know not only I, I built you know multi-million dollar companies for other people. Why not do it for myself? And that's the key because then when you're old and uh, and you know you have something that. To, to have to hang your hat on that's something that you know you're at one point your music career you'll be like i don't want to travel all the time but as an entrepreneur you've created this this is your this is your baby meaning you're the one helping make uh bonita platinum become what it needs to be and uh that's the key component of this right that it's yours it's not another company's making money off you <laughs> exactly <laughs> so tell us specifically. So you so you discovered them and you liked their tequila. What so what what happened from there? It's like uh, basically, uh, I, I gotta I gotta talk to these people. How did this? Tell us the story. Well, um, basically, you know, the story happened like this. Chris saw me with a video in a video music video that I had produced uh, called "What It Is." And in the video, I'm, you know, throwing, you know, drinking bottles for Patron, throwing, it's like tequila everywhere. <laughs> and so he said, you know what, you know, he must like tequila. So he sent me, uh, you know, a, a case. And uh, from there, you know, we started conversations. We, you know, we had a couple meetings. And uh, that, that's basically how it happened. It's, it's, you know, it was no secret to the formula. It's just how, that's how it came together. A lot of times artists connect with businesses and then it becomes a win-win relationship. And you said, this is a win-win for me. That's what I sounds this like. This is a win-win, yep. So you went from there with uh, the brand and then you, you came up with some ideas yourself in this marketing after you uh, became a partner and wanted to endorse it. Is that, that change? Yeah. So tell us specifically some of the yeah. ideas you had. Well, basically, you know, I have an, a built-in audience that comes from the music side of, of, of things and also from the television side of things. But, you know, there's creative marketing that goes in, you know, both sides. You know, our bottle is beautiful, but, you know, we want to showcase the bottle 
as as the product and, and make sure that people understand what's inside the bottle is the most important. And my audience is being brought to it, so we don't want to we don't want to uh, put a bad taste in anybody's mouth that may not be familiar with you know the music side of things. So it's it's a, it's a fine line that we have to walk. But the creative marketing that comes from you know, our, our guys on the Bonita Platinum team are spectacular, ranging from our events that we throw all the way through to, uh, you know, our print ads and the way the photos and, and our, our look and the way we even package our, our products has changed over the last three months. So, you know, we take very, uh, uh, very aggressive steps to make sure that our, our perception and the way that we put our product into the market is, is, is above and beyond, it's beyond perfection. So then, I guess through that process, especially you being someone who tours exhibit, you're like, you know what? Why don't we go on a tour? Because that's where I guess the whole world can learn about your brand. So tell us what's going on with the uh, whole tour, the the whole uh, promotion tour. Well, what we do is every time we solidify distribution in a market, we go into that market about 45 days after initial uh, shipment. Uh, from there, we, we, you know, we find, you know, the movers and shakers, we find brand ambassadors. We bring people in that are going to help us, you know, when we're not present in the market. And that's what we do. You know, once we solidify distribution, I fly out, you know, we throw an event. And, I mean, it, it works out perfect. That's really cool. And uh, when's your next uh, events coming up? What, what city are you going to next? Well, we get all kinds of, you know, we get all kinds of news every day because we have, you know, we're constantly getting new cities, new states, new distribution. So uh, it's hard for me to say unless I have my calendar right in front of me where I'm going next. <laughs> because you were traveling with your music and trying to coordinate both of those things. That's a challenge. Sometimes. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So what, what do you think since you've been an entrepreneur, what has been the biggest challenge you've had? to uh, overcome, I guess, uh, in being in this partnership and things like that? What challenges have you had to try to overcome so that you can make this brand the best tequila in the world? Well, I mean, there definitely is a lot of competition. But uh, I, I believe in the same breath there is no competition because no one is, is, is approaching, you know, our tequila process the way we have here. So uh, I think all we have to do is stay consistent. Well, if we stay consistent and, and push, you know, and make ourselves known in the marketplace and make smart moves and, you know, don't get ahead of ourselves, I think we'll be fine. I think we're going to set a pace um, that is going to far surpass our, our initial expectations, and then we'll go forward from there and see what happens. And it sounds like it, and I think that that's your ultimate goal. So what's your ultimate goal with this company? Where do you want to see it in the next five years? I mean, where, where don't I want to see it? I want to see it everywhere. I want to be able to turn around and not only do charitable events and, you know, use the, use the equity in, 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 in a manner that I see fit, uh, but I want to be able to, uh, I want to be able to, um, you know, uh, endorse, you know, other people, you know, get into get into endorsing things and, and building our brand that way. You know, it'd be maybe sponsor a car or a NASCAR or do something that is on a, on a larger scale campaign or, or sponsor a tour or sponsor an arena. Or I mean, it, it doesn't, I mean, the, 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 the sky's the limit. Uh, I believe that we can get as big as we, as we desire to be. So are you looking at also any charitable organizations you're looking to partner with with some of the sales? Have you were talking about that? Have you ha- do you have any ideas yet of who you'd like to help? Yeah, we 
Well, we have something already in, in place. We have something for our breast cancer survivors, and 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 that's uh, a campaign coming out that that maybe uh, Shay after the interview uh, can chime in and let her know about. But there's a very good, you know, initial campaign that we have for breast cancer coming up to, with our bottle involved as well. As well. Well, my business partner and I, we uh, team up with other uh, foundations to try to help them out in certain ways. So hopefully we can be part of this. So I'll make sure uh, to get in touch with Shay and try to get this done. Because uh, G's uh, traveling. He does live in L.A., my uh, co-host. And uh, he lives in downtown L.A. in one of the uh, those uh, nice uh, apartments. And uh, he would definitely love to be involved to help in this process to promote the event. So I will make sure to reach out to both Shay and G, and we'll make sure that we can get something going so that we continue this and and have it as a regular update where you're promoting and where you're going with this. But I like the idea that you're putting uh, a charitable part of this. It's not constantly about, okay, I'm going to fill my pockets. I want it to be successful brand, but I also want to give back. Isn't that correct? Definitely. That, that's always been in a, that's always been in the portfolio for me. And have you done, has breast cancer been the big thing you've always done or what other foundations have you worked with in your career? Well, I mean, I've done things, I've done things where, where I've built homes for, you know, uh, wounded warriors in the San Antonio area. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's not about pinpointing, you know, what I've done. It's just always being there and being accessible no matter what. You know, I, 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 there's no limit to the things I've done, you know, throughout my career. You know, I, I work and then get in where I can, but, you know, I, I like to put my money where my mouth is. You know, this is an opportunity that I see is going to be, you know, something that is going to be, it's going to be everlasting, you know, and, and, and forward as far as getting everybody together and, and, and pulling every, pulling our families together and making sure we have a, a future. I also want to spread that wealth to be able to, you know, do things for people in need. Okay, the last uh, question I have is specifically about the music. What's going on with your music right now? I just released an album called Napalm last October. We're getting ready to uh, continue the collateral damage tour in support of the album. We did a short U.S. run, and now we're about to go do, you know, in combination with the Gumball 3000. We'll be uh, we'll be out in Europe. We'll do some uh, dates correlated with that. And then we'll just uh, put out a new album uh, probably end of this year. Fantastic. And uh, so you still love doing your music? Are you doing any acting right now, or is it just pretty much just uh, music right now? Man, I'm doing music and 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 I'm doing Bonita. So okay. uh, once I settle down, once I settle down and get some time, <laughs> and uh, I'll definitely get back into the movies. Well, it's it's a situation where you how do you have enough time? It seems like you're busy constantly. So I appreciate you taking time to come on the show, X. Where can we find more information on you and people can purchase uh, the tequila in the cities that are available in the website and much much more? Where can we find that info? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can go to BonitaSpirits.com, and it'll give you all of our latest updates. You can join our inner circle, and, you know, you can be uh, up, to, up to the date and, and see exactly what we're doing with Benita. Then you can also go to Exhibit.com or go to my Twitter page. Uh, it is uh, Twitter slash Exhibit uh, slash Facebook, all of that's the same, X-C-I-B-I-T. 
All right. Well, it was an awesome conversation. Love to have you back on again, especially to promote the big event involving breast cancer and uh, promote your brand some more and your music. So I'll stay in touch with your publicist so we can do make this a regular thing. And uh, I hope that maybe you'll get an opportunity to connect with GJ in L.A. So I'll try to get all that set up. So thanks for calling, man. All right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Take care now. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. You're listening to Told Education right. Celebrity Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. It's Saul Kathy and coming from a person that had like the most crooked smile forever. Having beautiful straight teeth now is such a game changer and I am forever grateful to Good Orthodontics. They can help you the same way they helped me. Find Good Orthodontics in Mount Lebanon, Washington and Pleasant Hills or online at goodorthodontics.com. Good Orthodontics where excellence is a good choice. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Total Celebrity Show. You can check me out at Total Twitter on Twitter, Neil S. Haley Facebook, LinkedIn Neil Haley, Instagram, Total Tutor, Pinterest, Neil Haley, Google Plus, and also on Periscope, at Total Tutor. And I'm excited to welcome the program celebrity Alexander Ludwig, who played Cato in the Hunger Games, and also he is promoting history's hit drama series, Vikings. Alexander, thanks for calling me. How are you? What's up, Neil? No, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Alexander. I, you know, having the world in the Hunger Games, it must be an awesome feeling always to know, with the fans of the Hunger Games to know you'll always be known as Cato to them for probably till the, di- the day you die with how amazing that series is, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's really, really great to have been a part of something like that. And um, I was just saying to, to a friend of mine, it was so cool, is that uh, I live next to a, an all-girls school in in Dalkey, so it's kind of a countryside town, and it's so nice that all the fans who would have necessarily known me from the Hunger Games have uh, have come up to me and, and said how much they love Vikings, so it's so nice to see that they've transitioned, because that, you know, it, it, it's bittersweet, you know, it's also the worry as an actress, you don't ever want to be just stuck in, in as one role, and it was so nice that, in a way, that's kind of why I was, you know, I, I'm a little happy as well that I, you know, I died in the first one, because I don't ever want to be typecast in any kind of role, so it's it's great that it continued. Um, but well, obviously, that yeah. movie had such a big impact on people, and it's so great to see that. And just think, Alexander, when you're 80 years old, you'll be promoting it at different events. So that's the great thing about some of these—they live on forever. That's it. But your career continues to roll, and we're talking about Vikings. So, kind of explain specifically the premise of Vikings. I love the History Channel. History, uh, I have an undergrad in history, so they explain Vikings, the season of the Vikings to us, like the premise of the show. I'm a huge history nerd myself, so being on something like this has been a dream come true. Uh, the premise of the show is basically the first time the Vikings have ever, ever ventured west, and it's the beginning of their colonization. Um, I play Bjorn Ironside, who is one of the most famous Vikings uh, ever, and who did exist? His father, Ragnar, oh, wow. in the show, uh, who stars in the show, named Travis Simmel, plays my father. Uh, but nobody really knows if Ragnar ever existed. He's more of a legend. 
Um, so we start by following his life, and and as the show continues and why season four is so exciting is, it, is you kind of gradually see um, how it all spreads out and how they continue to kind of conquer the world. And you know, Vikings. I've ever. I don't know how you felt, but I, I've always seen them historically as the villains. So I think what yes. why people love the show so much is that they've they've suddenly been humanized, and and you see these really cool spiritual, sexual, uh, really exciting things about their culture that we have. Uh, I've yet that people have yet to be privy to. So it's it's great, uh, and I'm really happy to be a part of it. See, that's interesting. You talk about. You're right. The Vikings are the villains. That's what everyone said. They're 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 barbarians that they basically, but yet they were one of the best world conquerors ever, right, Alexander? They were people that literally were able to take over most of the world at one point in time. And so why do you think that they get that label as villains? <clears throat> well, because well, because they did in a lot of ways. You know, they would come and they would rape and pillage and they did all that for sure. But um, so, you know, and... And obviously, the sort of victor goes to spoils, and you know history is written by the victors. And by, at the end of the day, the Vikings, you know, they colonized so many places, but they they never continued. There was a point where they died out, and and it, it and it came, uh, and then came a new kind of era. So um, uh, I'm not surprised that that happened. But what's so exciting about it was was how progressive their culture was so long ago. Um, in terms of the way they respected their women and, and what and what they did, it's very very cool to finally see something like this and to see it get so much recognition. And again, for again his, the history, you're hoping also that certain people play this in their uh, history classrooms, especially in high school, so the kids can really see truly what the Vikings did. This the the, the show really brings a good idea historically of what they did once they conquered the whole world. So you're hoping that more will people become history buffs because of the show. Absolutely. And I think that that's kind of been the way it's been going, that people have become more and more interested as the show has gained success. And, um, of course, there are historical liberties that are taken uh, uh, strictly creatively. You know, there's so many stories to be told. So there's ways that our writer, Michael Hurst, uh, who is just a genius, uh, finds ways to intertwine these, uh, all these characters and, and, and do his best to tell as many stories as he can in as much time as he has. Um, but, uh, but for the most part, definitely at the start of the season as well, they, they, have, they have been quite accurate. It, it definitely seems like you know, I'm going to put it on my uh, list of things to watch for sure, Alexander. And what would you say is the most challenging thing of filming this this role is a lot probably a lot of physical work is involved just like in the Hunger Games a lot of the same similarities isn't it? Yes, but I would say that the number one challenge we have is the weather. It's, uh, right now we're filming in the winter in Ireland, which we've never done before because we've never done uh, such a long season, and this season will be twenty episodes. So uh, right right now it's just it's brutal. It's some of the harshest conditions I've ever had to work in. Uh, but when when you see it translate to screen, it, it, it's worth it. You can't wait till you're in L.A. again, right? <laughs> After going in the cold, cold, cold oh, dude, you have environment. No Are you used to that cold, yeah, Alexander? And, and then I'm back to the sun. Are you used Sorry? to that cold? Are you used to being in the cold growing up and stuff? Well, yeah. I, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm from I'm from Vancouver, Canada, so I am obviously okay. cold. And we filmed the, the beginning of this episode of uh, the season in northern Canada, where we had a a bear fight that I had with a bear. So like, I'm I'm used to I'm definitely used to the cold, but this is it's also really wet, so it really gets into your into your bones. Okay, best place we can find information on you again. Vikings will be on uh, February 18th, Thursday, February 18th at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Vikings returns for season four, and uh, also information we can find information on you, Alexander. Where can we go? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter, uh, Alexander Ludwig. Perfect. Uh, and people can check out history's uh, information from the history and. Uh, Thanks for calling, Alexander. Best of luck with filming and, and, and the show and continued success. Thank you so much, dude. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care, Alexander. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Total Celebrity Show. We'll be back in just a moment. At Raising Cane's, we're hyper-focused on being the best at what we do and getting it right every time. Cook to order chicken fingers, cane sauce, crinkle-cut fries, coleslaw, Texas toast, iced tea and lemonade. It's our one love. But is the hype real? Yeah, it's real good. Raising Cane's chicken fingers, one love. Cane's is now open in North for Sales at Lincoln and Warren. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Total Celebrity Show. I'm the host of the show, Neil Haley. You can go to my website, tolltutor.net, for more information. Twitter, tolltutor, Neil S. Haley, Facebook. LinkedIn, Neil Haley, Instagram, tolltutor, Pinterest, Neil Haley, Google Plus, and also on Periscope, at TotalTutor. And, you know, my wife and I have watched this show for years. We've watched this family grow and grow, and it's amazing that I have on the line Kate, are you on the line? Kate Gosselin from Star of TLC's Kate Plus 8. Kate, thanks for calling, and how are you? Good. How are you? I'm here. Oh, you're here, and you're here, and I'm doing fantastic. Kate, it's amazing to see the growth of your family and also how how popular the show has continued to grow throughout the years you've been on the, the network and how much they love your family, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm really actually appreciative and very grateful to our fans who have stuck with us now for, can you believe it, almost 10 years. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's that's amazing. It makes me feel really old. But it is, you know, really due to everyone who has watched and cheered us on and for, you know, for whatever reason that everyone's watching, um, it's the, I have always said, it's the realest reality show out there we're too busy in life to, you know, redo things, plan things. Obviously we have, you know, events and outings planned, Yes. but other than that, it just kind of rolls out. And that's very important to me because you're watching a TV show and we're living our real lives and my kids will grow up and have 
real futures and they'll look back and that's their childhood. So it's really important to me that we keep it real and I'm just doing what all the parents out there are doing just with, you know, a lot of kids. Yeah, and, and see that, and you're right. You said our lives are busy. I I have five kids of my own, and my and it's it's and it's chaos, and it's you have to stay organized, and every day is a new adventure. And Kate, you show that on our on your show, so moms and dads can really relate to those types of hiccups that happen every day from watching your family grow. For sure, I think that's what's yeah. success of the show. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, parenting is, you know, we all go into it thinking it's going to be one thing and we're ready, we're ready to do this. And I think every single one of us hits a point where we're like, wait, why didn't they tell us it was going to be this hard? And every parent in their own home is struggling. And I don't have all the answers. I don't, you know, I'm not an expert on this and I'm, I'm not afraid to show my mistakes and my frustrations and my exhaustion and my challenges because that's what parenting is. And um, for whatever reason, I guess that gives people hope and courage and, uh, you know, the inspiration to continue on and do their best. And if, if that's what our show is providing, that's that's great. And, of course, the laughs along the way because yes. if you don't laugh, you'll cry. And you got to make light of the silly, stupid stuff that happens um, or, you know, you'll just be spending your your day crying every day. <laughs> when you're parenting, life is crazy. Nothing's going to be perfect. Everything we plan ends up not working out. And you show that on your show. But you also teach people how it's important to plan. It's important to have these outings. It's important to uh, get all the children involved because when you have such a big family, people can be can go between the cracks and stuff, and you're able to show all the kids specifically how everyone as a group can and relate. It's not like a one-to-one thing. It's it's a group a- effort, isn't it? For sure. Definitely. And you know, my kids aren't always thrilled to be involved, and they're not always you know gung ho about the whole team approach. But especially, and I can only speak because I have a big family. But you know, it's ex- it's extra important with eight kids. There's nine of us, and so things are always big productions, no matter what. And I appreciate their help and when things don't go our way um you know you kind of have to find the the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and find the life lesson my kids accuse me hourly nearly of shoving you know life here we go again more life lessons but you know if you step back and look at your job as a parent uh that is our job our job is to equip these little helpless beings that come into the world you know, we have about 18 years, and then we have to set them free, yep. and they have to make their own decisions and choices. And I don't take that lightly. I probably go overboard a lot of times, but I want to instill in my kids everything that I can while they're here because I want them to be equipped and not feel, um, you know, vulnerable yes. um, to what's out there. We live in a scary world now, so I feel like yep. it's more important than it ever was even, like, more important than when I was growing up. Exactly. Now, tonight's show, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, we're going to talk, your guys are doing something that's perfect. We're going to talk about Pittsburgh when it's freezing cold out. Uh, a trip to the beach. Uh, school's out for summer, and you have some exciting activities, including a family beach trip to Florida. 
So uh, I tell you, it's it's great to be at the beach, isn't it? It always seems like that's the best outing to involve all the kids and have a lot of fun as well. Well, tonight tonight's show is my blind date, actually. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. So, oh, okay. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Tonight, it's the big awaited um, episode, and I think it airs Eastern, ten o'clock. Uh, we were we started out at nine. We're, we've switched to ten o'clock Eastern, but. Tonight is my blind date, which everyone's talking about because I've been divorced for almost seven years now, and I haven't taken the time. This is a true blind date. He is a real person. He's not an actor. He was not casted. He's a friend of one of my best friends, and she convinced me to uh, do a blind date. And so it's um, it's you have to watch it. It's exciting. It's fun. It's nerve-wracking, scary. Um, heartwarming, enchanting, and full of possibilities. Oh, definitely okay. And, and, and again, you have to get the okay from the, 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 how are the kids feeling about that, especially the blind date and everything? Uh, that's well, what we have to tune I haven't in really, to see. Yeah. yeah, I haven't really dated, and they're really, that's, it's a really neat, um, you know, they're really encouraging, and uh, they've been encouraging me, encouraging me to do this when I finally told them, look, Going on this blind date, they were like they were really happy for me. So, it um, you know, it's it's a weird world. I have 15 year olds who are you know close to dating themselves. That's not too That's far scary. from now, and <laughs> yeah. so it's very strange to be in that situation. Or, you know, back in the dating world, just as they're you know talking about boys and thinking about boys. So, it it is really odd and strange, and um, I. It's surreal. It's just an odd place to be, but yeah, you have to watch because it was it was it was a really um, great experience, and um, it was probably a good match. Maybe you'll have to watch. Oh, we definitely have to watch again. You said so. 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. Uh, the uh, the show will be on and uh, get see your uh, blind date and see how the kids respond to this. Best place to find information on you, Kate, uh, your social media, all the different places we can go. Where can we find you? I live tweet during the shows. So, um, you know, follow me and tweet along. And I, I do behind the scenes at Kate plus my eight, the number eight. Uh, I also have my website that I update as often as I can. Recently I did, Kate plus my eight, number eight, dot com. Well, fantastic. Uh, best of luck today and uh and uh look forward to watching the show tonight and i'll be live tweeting with you as well so we'll we'll connect that way via twitter so take care awesome take care you too thank you all right thanks kate okay bye-bye all right that was total celebrity show take care everyone it's time to take care of yourself and enjoy life again cbd american shaman has a full line of hemp derived products to help you experience the fullness of life whether it's a better night's sleep relief from worries and tension or just having fun Consultants at CBD American Shaman will guide you on your journey. Visit findcbdnow.com for a location near you. Findcbdnow.com. CBD American Shaman. Life is better with the feather. The best mornings start with sunshine and warmth. And maybe some cereal and milk. Or a quick jog and a fresh fruit smoothie. However you start your day, Shop and Save can make it easier with convenient ways to get the groceries you need to tackle your day. Shop for yourself in the store or shop online wherever and whenever it's convenient. 
You can pick everything up at the store or have your order delivered to your door. Either way, we're here to help you shop, save, enjoy life. We're back to the Neil Haley Show. My guest today is former Raider and Viking, James Harris. James, thanks. Oh, there you go. And he's putting right up the book. From the playing fields to the feds, your book, and James Harris, welcome back on the show. You have a lot to talk about, but you know, what about your feedback so far from your book from all the people who have read? you got to be happy about that. I'm very happy, man. The feedback has been real good. Um, people that that's have read it, they love it. Uh, they think it should be a movie, and they pass it on to other people and letting them know, man, this is a book that you should read. And everyone I've met with or talked with, said it's a book that they put it down and cannot understand why they have to run back and pick it up. And see, James, everybody I tell the story to in Hollywood so far, they're like, really? No, you're kidding me. And so that's the kind of thing without giving away the book and reading it, but then it should be made in a movie, no doubt, because your story we talked about before is just unreal. Yeah, it's a real story, but it's a real story, man. That's something I'm not proud of. But, hey, I did it. I'm sorry. I didn't hurt anyone. I disappointed some, but I didn't hurt anyone, I hope. And if I did, I really apologize because that wasn't my true intentions on hurting anyone. I was just um, in a business that I didn't know how to get out of. How did you survive in prison? I guess knowing people, like, how was that when you went to prison? Well, where I grew up at, man, kind of compare. I mean, kind of uh, prepare you for prison. You know, you got a lot of guys that go to jail from where you come from, and they kind of tell you how to jail, and they teach you how to jail. That's a shame that people teach you how to jail. And when I went to the federal penitentiary, I actually had the opportunity to relax. I didn't have to live up to this. Uh, of being um, great person every day. I just blended in. And that's not what I want. I don't want to just blend in. I want to be special all the time. And it got too easy in prison to blend in because it was no expectations on me. It was just, um, I'm here. Um, I got to do what everybody else does. I didn't like that, but I had to deal with it. I'd rather have expectations on me and have to be responsible for people than not. That's so true. And so you're saying that the survival was because of where you grew up. And no, also, uh, but then you, but again, everyone was always talking to you when you were on after your career or before going to jail that, oh man, James, give me money here. Give me money here. You're big star. You're big this, you're big that. No pressure when you're in jail. So what did you do in jail? Well, I worked in a bakery. I made bread. I made breakfast. Um, I made the cakes. I made donuts. And uh, I stayed out the way. I did what I was supposed to do to get, get in there and get out of there. It wasn't about nothing but doing my little time and getting back to my family, getting back to the things that I love to do, and becoming a respectable father to, the, to my family. Totally. That's the key. So let's talk about, you know, um, what things will people be surprised without giving any thing in the book, like stories. Do you talk about your story from growing up all the way to prison and after? Do you put life after prison too in the book? No, that no, that's not in the book. 
Um, that's in the movie script. That's in the script. In the book, it just it ends um, when I get to prison. Okay, so you're teasing them. You're yeah, teasing them a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't want to get a give the movie away. <laughs> and then the book, the book doesn't give the detail as the movie's going to give about what you did to really make this happen, right? Right, right, right. The 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 script. to take you where you want more. I had a guy from Wyoming said, uh, your book left me wanting more. And um, I told him I'm going to give him more in the movie. He just wanted more. And then a guy from uh, Idaho, of all places, uh, said to me, this should be a, a theories. I told him, I say, well, you have to leave that up to the studios. <laughs> Exactly. And it's just something unreal. Has anyone ever done what you've done without really giving that away, what you did while playing in the NFL? Well, I hope no one else did what I did while I was playing in the NFL. I'm not proud of doing what I did while I was playing in the NFL because it looks like I was being greedy. And I really wasn't being greedy because you got to understand I was a free agent. I was a good player, but I was a free agent because I made a lot of mistakes along the way to get to the NFL. So the NFL actually gave me an opportunity. And I looked at the NFL as an opportunity to become something better. But the problem was I never changed my ways. I never changed what the things that I was doing. I only got good at uh, disguising them. And, and I hope a young guy that's straddling the fence, thinking it's okay to straddle the fence and read my book and find out it's not okay to straddle the fence. When you get a great opportunity like uh, to play in the NFL or even get a great job. Leave what you was doing alone because it's okay to leave your past. But I didn't know how to turn it loose because I was supporting a lot of people uh, because I was the guy that had to connect. And so I stopped with money. All right, so let's talk about, uh, we're going to talk about some people need, definitely pick up the book. It's available on Amazon. The audiobook's coming. Everything's coming. There you go. From the playing field to the feds. But you have a new announcement. We got merch, right? We got a merchandise store now. Yeah, man. Um, it's not hit the market yet. It's still in progress. But uh, I got shirts, uh, sweatshirts coming out uh, with the book cover and different different uh, slogans and things like that. And it's going to be called From the Playing Fields to the Feds because – the field could be anything. It could be the field. Your, your field could be um, being a doctor. Your field could be a lawyer. Your field could be a teacher. And something derails you along the way that may in, may, may make you end up in the feds. So it's just not about a football field. It could be your field. Uh, it could be a soccer guy. It could be a lawyer. It could be a doctor. It could be a teacher. It could be a radio personnel. It could be a, a actor. Whatever field you in, you could get derailed. Yeah, because it's very easy to make the wrong decisions at times, right? Especially when you're caught up at work. It takes 30 seconds to make, to make the worst mistake you ever made in your life. 30 seconds. If you just take 30 seconds out of your time before you make a decision, you might Totally, totally. All right, best place people can go is to Amazon, right? Do you have a website too, James? Yeah. Uh, 
My website is um, Amazon. Well, my website is uh, from the playing fields to the feds. You can find my book at Amazon online, or you can find it at Barnes and Noble online. I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy the book all the way to the end, and it's going to leave you wanting more, more, more. And that's why I'm giving you the movie. All the you want to make it out of. Oh, we're ready. Okay. Thanks again, James. You're listening and watching The Neil Haley Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Total Celebrity Show. You can check me out on Twitter, at Total Tutor, and I think we do have our guest on the line. Uh, do we have uh, Governor Jesse Ventura on the line? Jesse, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Hi, Neil. Hi, I'm so excited to welcome the program, New York Times bestselling author, Jesse Ventura. And Jesse, I'm telling you, this book, I am going to have an interesting conversation with you because I'm sold on some of this, but not some others not. Again, Jesse Ventura's Marijuana Manifesto. Uh, he's written, and Jesse, you pretty much want marijuana to be legalized everywhere, right? Does it sound like that to me? Yeah, absolutely. If Let me explain. If it wasn't for marijuana right now, my quality of life would be gone. It was mm. gone completely. Someone very close to me developed an epileptic seizure disorder and was having horrible seizures up to three to four times a week. Wow. This person was put on four different pharmaceutical medicines. None of them worked. All had horrible side effects. The person went to Colorado, got medical marijuana, marijuana, and has been seizure-free now for over two and a half years and is taking no pharmaceuticals whatsoever. And marijuana was the savior to this person's health. Read Steve Cuppy's intro. He had non-operable non adrenal cancer and was given a five-year death sentence 35 years ago. He's still alive today, and it's attributed completely to marijuana. So um, do you think that it should be, we should legalize medical marijuana? I mean, it should be medical marijuana? We should legalize all marijuana. All, mar all marijuana. Well, there's no difference. The whole plant is, let me give it to you this way, okay? Uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Ben Franklin would all be raided by the DEA today. They would be arrested and they'd be doing 10 to 12 years <laughs> in federal prison as drug dealers today. Marijuana was the economic backbone of this country for the first 160 years. The British, during the colony days, actually ordered the colonists to grow it because they didn't have enough room over in Britain to grow it. You could actually barter trade it in lieu of money. So what went wrong? Uh, our, our country was phenomenal growing back then, was achieving economic success. And then along came the 1930s with William right. Randolph Hearst, who wanted to corner the market on paper. By the way, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and Betsy Ross's flag are all made out of marijuana. You oh, my. That it was the dominant force of America 100 back then. It was. And I, th I think what's interesting you say is... Uh, I rest my case. You rest your, I rest my case. <laughs> you rest your case. Now, what about... Let's talk about... Uh, but once it's legalized, it, kids can't have it. You don't. You think it should be at 21, right? Or 18 to you? Or Whatever. Yeah. Choose the age. It should, be, it should be treated identically the same as we treat tobacco and the same as we treat alcohol. I've, I've made a famous quote. I said... Marijuana is to rock and roll what beer is to baseball. 
Imagine if they took away beer at the ball game and wouldn't oh, yeah. let anybody have it. They go crazy. They people would go crazy, wouldn't they? Oh, they absolutely. Well, look at it this way. We have this thing in America where we fear certain drugs. Imagine tomorrow if you could make coffee disappear and oh my no gosh. one could get their caffeine addiction in the morning. <laughs> if I couldn't have my coffee, Jesse, I'd be dead. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do in about There you go. <laughs> well, you laugh over it, but it's marijuana's no more. Caffeine's as dangerous as marijuana. Right, right, right. That, nobody has ever died from nobody has ever died from a marijuana overdose. Right. You can go on a drinking binge and die that night. Cigarettes when used properly the